Blog Talk Radio. down the sports world is only I know how to. Big show tonight in about a half an hour from now, the great Frank Fleming from Barstool Sports. You know him better as Frank the Tank. But he'll be joining us because what the devils are doing and we'll get to them. Okay. We'll get to them. With Frank. But what they're doing. 
the question has to be asked, do they know what they're doing? All right. We're taking phone calls tonight uh, in about five minutes. So if you're on hold, we'll be with you. 516-418-5545 is the cue to call. Here's where Rob Manfred is going to have a problem. And it has nothing to do with not going after the players and it's not whatever. It's double jeopardy. You've already punished. This is where the NFL got into trouble. They have to be kind and gentle with the Players Association. Baseball is a year away from labor dispute. Just like with the steroid era in baseball, the players didn't want to police because they knew who was doing what. They knew who was doing what. They knew what was going on. Players are going to patrol themselves, and they should be allowed to police themselves. This is the problem that baseball has gone into since the later time of the Bud Selig tenure. Since everything's got to be kind to gentler, soccer moms, the whole nine yards. Baseball's problem is not that there's rampant cheating and rampant sign stealing. No, baseball's problem is is that for two off seasons, the owners colluded with themselves to keep salaries down, to not sign free agents. You saw it with Bryce Harper. You saw it with Manny Machado. You saw it the year before. You're seeing it still to this day that there are players who should be signed and aren't. Why? Because the owners have painted themselves into a corner with what Bud Selig wanted when he was an owner, and that's a heart luxury tax. Baseball needs a salary cap if they're going to do anything or just let everybody spend. Put in the floor and say, spend whatever the hell you want. Just taking care of teams like the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers, there's enough money to go around. If the Yankees want to spend money, let them. If the Angels want to spend money, let them. The Red Sox want to spend money, let them. Here's the problem. Baseball's going to eat itself. At the end of the next de- of this decade, baseball is probably going to be behind basketball, if not there already, as the third most popular major sport in America. And that's the problem baseball has. It's not because the game is slow, the game is boring. It's not because of any of that. It's because you have fan bases that know 
that there's no chance in hell of them winning. They know it. They don't even have to. Fans in the Marlins don't think they're going to win the World Series this year. They want to know how many losses they're going to have. They are closer to 100 losses than they are to the playoffs. You have a 30-team league, and eight of them can win a World Series. You think that's going to sell tickets in small markets? Having the Yankees there on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in April is going to sell tickets? 973, you're on the air with what's brewing. Good evening, George. Uh, this is Lou. I called once before. You, hey, you say you're away from a problem. It already is a problem. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they opt out of it a year early. I know I probably won't, but look what's, look what's caused so far. I mean, it doesn't show any signs of getting uh, getting over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, all the cheating going on. And who knows who else will be exposed in the coming season. I mean, so far it's been two teams, but... There's probably gotta be more as this year goes on. But does anybody really? What? But does anybody really care about cheating? Obviously not. Why? Because this is a business. The people that get upset about this are always fans. Mm. Because fans don't understand. And I'm I'm not saying that to sound like a prick. I'm saying that because our friends are professional athletes who've played in major sports leagues. Right. I know how they. I know how these guys operate. They don't care about winning and losing. They care about getting paid because it's a business, just like you do at, at the quarry job you own. Yes. This is what fans have to stop thinking about. I'm tired of hearing like fans say, "Oh, the love of the game." This bo- fuck you. The love of the love game. Of the- that was a great fucking movie with Kevin Costner. No, I, I know, but it seems that that has become, you know, obsolete now because they're not doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it for the love of the money. Well, look, it's a job. I know. At the end of the day, professional sports is a job. These guys are the best of the best. The best lawyer makes the most money. Mm-hmm. The best doctor makes the most money. The best Educators make the most money. Why shouldn't they? And all these, like, but this is the thing: all the owners have put themselves in this because they need cost certainty. They need cost certainty. Start selling better TV deals. Right. Fox is getting a major one. Yeah. Even though their announcers suck, but that's another story. They'll suck. They're good at what they do. Even the best. Even Joe Buck. Hmm. I, I think Joe Buck is phenomenal. Hmm. Joe Buck is. Yeah. Here's the funniest thing. This is what I. I, I, Fans have to start to understand that you are a paying member to sit in a studio audience. Right. And until like fans realize that, baseball is never going to change. I realized that 
like years ago. And when Lontrose, I was a diehard Yankee fan. I mm-hmm. went to 20 games a year. Every hat wow. that came out, I bought. I, I, I T-shirts up to Ying Yang. And then Lontrose said some people don't know how to act at a baseball game. And they don't know how to sit in the expensive seats. And I was like, fuck you. And then, like, a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, fuck him. I'll never yeah. give you my money again. I won't watch your shit network. I won't listen to your uh, announcers who are told not to say anything bad about the team because, God forbid, the pink hat wannabe fans who go on Twitter complain. <laughs> Right. It's like fucking more madness over there. It is. I mean, that goes back to the Steinbrenner era, because, you know, Steinbrenner, you know, he was, you know, although he was, you know. because well, Steinbrenner, was, Steinbrenner two- wanted to hold judgment as being the only person who said how bad they were. Right. <laughs> I mean, he was a prick, but he knew how to win. He didn't know how to win. He knew how to spend money. But uh, the team came out winners, though. They won six times when he was seven times. Uh, the only well, team for forty for, years. I was around for most of them during that during that era. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like Steinbrenner gets this, like he was a winner. Really? He had like twenty years where they won shit. I and then we're talking about the nineteen eighties. 80s. Mm-hmm. When you make your mission statement, the World Series or nothing, you didn't win shit in the night in the 2000s either. You spent the most money. Whoa. Congratulations, you spent a bunch of fucking money. I know guys who go to Vegas and spend a, mon- a lot of money fucking too. They didn't make the good them World Series trophies. What's we'll spending money yeah, really well, give you? Well, that's what, I, that's what I've always said to other people, too. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're not producing the home runs or if your pitching staff is not getting the strikeouts or whatnot, I don't care what your name is. If you're not doing the job right, it doesn't matter what they're paying you. They can pay you $400 million you know, for the next uh, 15 years, and you haven't done jack shit. Who? Nope. I, I have this question that was posed to me once. All right. And feel free to use it. The question that was posed to me once was, when you retire, would you rather have $5 million in the bank or $10 million, $5 million in a championship or $10 million in the bank? What do you think the professional athlete's answer is? Five million in the championship. Wrong. That shows you're a fan. They want the ten million dollars because now they have generational security. Oh yeah, that. All these guys are PR firms. That's all they are. Corporations. They're a PR firm. Yeah, they're all mini corporations. They're all brands. Right. They have to say, "Oh, I just want to win a championship." Horseshit. We need to lie through their teeth. I get it. No, they're not lying through their teeth. They're lying. To, they're telling you what you want to hear. They're all whores. 
they're all telling you you have the biggest dick they've ever saw, they've ever fucked. We all know that's bullshit. Yes. It's every girl you ever dated. Wow. Every girl. Every girl you've ever dated. Hmm. Hey, you got the biggest dick I've ever had. Yeah, no, I know it's. Come on, we all know that's why. Right. But this is the thing that these athletes do. It's just like this whole thing with the Astros. The only reason why there's two teams that are involved in this is because the writer who wrote this story had worked in Houston and Boston. It's just like the Mitchell report was a bunch of team guys from the Mets and the Yankees because the guys that they were flipping to talk worked for the Mets and the Hmm. Hmm. So if you don't do a complete investigation and you only get the story from two people, you're going to get their side of the story. Hmm. You see the problem with this? I think I do. Do you realize that they haven't gone after the Yankees because they know they need the Yankees next year when it comes to Possibly a work stoppage? I think it's definitely going to be a work stoppage. No question. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. Do you think these guys are going to give up paychecks? They're going to get locked yeah, out. I... Baseball, financially, isn't as strong as everybody makes it out to be. Right. It's just not. Okay, it's not... I'm not talking at a school there. Um, it's the truth. Baseball is not financially sustainable right now. You have, a, I mean, you have owners who can't even finish a deal that is like for amounts of money that you can't even write down. Like, there's not a fucking calculator big enough to write down the number that got turned down for the Mets. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to go into a half-and-half partnership with a dude from Montreal so that they can play half their games in Tampa and half their games in Montreal because Florida is tired of paying. And and Florida is tired of paying for fucking stadiums. I mean, did Orlando Magic start playing basketball in the NBA in, what, 1989? By 1999, they were begging the state for a new arena. Yeah, but most people go to the games. Nobody goes to the Marlins or the Rays, despite how, despite yeah. the fact the Rays have done well in recent years. But they're not just getting. But, they're not, not but getting why respect. don't it? Why do people not go to? But see, like these are the social. That's what I know. They're not the socioeconomic areas that could support these teams. Miami doesn't give a fuck. Miami doesn't care about them. Florida is a college sports town. The whole state is about college sports. Right? It's about college sports, beaches, and Disney World. Tell me where the fucking 10 professional sports teams of Florida have fit into that. With the exception of the Dolphins, nobody. They they don't give a fuck about them either. Hmm. 
even the Dolphins. The fuck, the Dolphins have started tarping off the top of that stadium. They don't give a fuck about the Dolphins because the Dolphins don't give a fuck about. They all hate Stephen Ross. Mm. Dan Marino ain't playing there anymore. Right. You know, the, the old Rick Pitino line, Larry Bird's not walking in that door anymore. Neither's Dan Marino, and they don't care. Neither's Dan Marino. They've give, they've stopped giving a shit about the Dolphins. They don't give. They've never given a shit about the Rays or the Marlins. No. They sort of give a shit about the Lightning because the Lightning are good. But the Lightning play on mainland Florida. They're downtown. They're mm-hmm. on the water in Tampa. The Rays are in St. I mean, Pete. In an area that really looks like where the polo grounds used to look. Yeah. It's a shithole. It's a shit area. It's not a place where you want your car to break down after you drove off across a nine-mile bridge. You have to drive over a big motherfucking bridge to get there. Right. And then you're driving into the ghetto. It's like you leave there and you get on that bridge and it's like, oh, it's like heaven. And you come out of heaven, you go through purgatory, which is the bridge, and then you get to St. Pete and it's like, fuck, where the fuck am I? You go into a night game. They don't get a, they they don't get enough good teams on Monday on, on the weekends. No. If you, you left it up to the Rays and Marlins, they would have the Mets, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. Who the fuck else travels well on weekends? But no, they give them to them on Tuesdays. In April. Yeah. Tourism even tells you that's not a good idea. No, and then it really isn't. You're going to spend all day on the beach and then oh, I got to go inside and do an air conditioned dome and watch baseball? Yeah, pass. Hard pass. And they're too, right. and, and, you know, for the area, they're too expensive. If they put Orlando or Tampa in Orlando, they have a chance. If they put them close to Disney, they'd have a really good chance. But because they're not doing that, no chance. Well, that's that's the sad part. That's on that's on them. No, it's it's the original ownership group that signed a terrible deal with St. Pete for the fucking Thunderdome. That's like an ironclad forty-year contract. Oh boy. Thirty year contract or some shit. They can't get out of that for another ten years. And I don't I can only imagine what the language is if they don't play eighty one games a year there. Yeah, I can just I mean, imagine. It's like the Rangers can't host a the Rangers and Knicks can't host a marquee event in their respective leagues if they have to give up a home game. Because their right. lease with the state is that they have to play every home game there. Which is why the Buffalo Sabres were the home team at City Field for the Winter Classic. Fuck, really? That's the reason why. Yeah, which sounds kind of weird. No, it was because 
the Rangers aren't allowed to give up the home game. Right. Right. Well, MSG is their building, so. No, but they're leased with the state because the state owns the building. Oh. Right. I get it. Or the city owns it. Somebody owns it. I think it's, I think it's owned by I, the Parks Department. Yeah, but I think it is by the city, though. So that that well, that, that tells you everything you need to know about that. Yeah. Too bad the Rangers lost today. Just when I thought they were getting good. Yeah. So you played a better hockey team. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I'm like, well, they came back against the against the Jets, but I don't think they'll come back from the when they're going to get the, the Bruins. And I was right. Let Let's just face this: the Jets stink. That's true. The Jets are in turmoil. The fact that Paul Maurice still has a job there is scary. I mean, they were bad enough once, and yet they get reincarnated. Well, that's because it wasn't working. It still isn't, though. No. Atlanta wasn't working because Atlanta's another non-sports town. Another non Hartford, Connecticut. Needed a new building or else they'd still be there. Hmm. Hartford Whalers, now Carolina. (laughs) And and they're crushing down there. Hard to imagine. No, you have a lot of transplants in North Carolina. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, when Aaron doesn't doesn't see much ice... So what would they care about, you know, a hockey about a hockey team? Because you have a lot of people who live there from the from the northeast. Oh, you mean migrated over there? Yeah, because it's North Carolina is like where Bank of America's home home quarter home headquarters is. I Charlotte's guess. huge. Charlotte is a really big town that people don't understand how big it is. I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at the hockey markets you have now. The Islanders will be fine when they go back to the island. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. The Devils should be up in Quebec City. They were expected to go to Nashville years ago, but they got saved at the last minute, and they're still in New Jersey. They got saved because they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we thought they were going to be the first team to win a Stanley Cup and bolt out of the city after that. It was hey, that close. I don't think it was ever that close. I think the Nets you becoming didn't... the Swamp Dragons was closer. Yeah. And the Meadowlands was a swamp. So I do miss that I, place. I would rather go to the Meadowlands than the Prudential Center. Yeah, I think I would too. Because at least the atmosphere there was better. Oh, of course. Like, I can't put my finger on what the problem with the Prudential Center is, but I think it goes from 
Big East logo to Big East logo when Seton Hall plays. Mm-hmm. And it hangs from the ceiling. And it's really fucking bright. I think that's it. Why on God's green earth do you need a blue line to blue line big fucking screen TV and not a football stadium? Yeah, you got something there. I'm not crazy with the place myself. I I like the Old Meadowlands. Old Meadowlands, best place to see a hockey game. The only problem with the Old Meadowlands was if you had the $20 seats all the way up in God's country, Yes. man, were you winded by the time you got up there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was the only problem with that place. Or if you sat on the glass, you were winded by the time you got down there. That's right. Because those were steep fucking steps. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've I've seen people at the stadium that got winded by that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Not cool. Not cool at all. All right, Louie. You're going to be up for a while because we'll be here until midnight. But I got a guest coming on. If I got time, I will. If not, then I'll join you at a future date. All right, cool, bud. All right. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. All right. Bye. All right, that was Louie. He's got a show. He's giving the plug. I forgot to get him give the plug. But the next time he's on, I'll make sure he gets it. And then we'll throw it up there. You never know where that's going to go. I tell you. Good guy, though. We like Louis. All right. Joining us now. He works for Barstool Sports. You know him because he hates New Jersey Transit. Me and him would be better enemies if I didn't work for, if I did work for New Jersey Transit, but I don't. So I love him. He is the great Frank Fleming. How are you, buddy? Oh. Just got back from the Devils game. I'm surprised they didn't trade me all, uh, along with the uh, players they were letting go today. You know, Frank, I, it was funny because like we were sitting there and I'm like, Frank's going to do a vlog about this and he's going to he's going to blog on Barstool. But I wanted to get you first because I wanted to throw this idea at you. And the reason why they traded Blake Coleman today was because somewhere those two idiots that own that team promised the captain C to Nico Heischer. Well, why would uh, why would Coleman get it over Heischer anyway? Because Coleman's a better player and he's more of the heart and soul of that team than anybody. I, I look at that team, and if you're going to tell me who should have a letter on their chest, it should be Palmieri, Blake Coleman. Now, Palmieri, I can see getting the captaincy ahead of Heischer. Palmieri may not be there tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Because I've heard, I've heard that. I hear you even thinking about trading uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Well, I don't know what you get for him. I mean, uh, what they want to bring Schneider back up that bad that they have to get rid of somebody yeah, who's they actually want good. Schneider. They want Corey's heroes. Uh, Corey Schneider was playing uh, the other day, and they were having uh, they were having the senior citizens 
hockey tournament on, and they were playing with a beach ball, and he let <laughs> eight of the beach balls go by. God, this is why we're like spirit animals for each other. I remember when he signed them. They should put Coy Snyder in the net during Scoro. And if anyone's able to score on Coy Snyder during Scoro, they're doing a car. trip to uh, Las Vegas. Of course, they'll have to probably pay for uh, a trip to Las Vegas every night. But yeah, I think they should put him in the net and uh, bring back Scoro. That's that should be Corey Schneider's role on the team. I, I remember about five six years ago when he when Marty was gone and he took over the job and he had a rough night. Let's just say that I think against Winnipeg, and I got home and I found the the shooter tutor, and I put his mat, his face and his and the Devils logo in the middle of that thing. And I was like, "Here's your new goaltender." He wasn't always that bad. After he he after he hurt his hip, he is completely useless. He couldn't he couldn't stop a puck going two miles per hour. I, you know, I always thought he was that bad because he was given the job in Vancouver for eleven twelve, and he couldn't hold it. No, he wasn't. He was never he was never going to be the starter. No, no, they gave him that. no, they gave him the job there because they were so pissed off that Luongo lost the uh, finals. Well, that's because you have that idiot coach, uh, Tortorella. Tortorella yeah. was always on the table. Mm-hmm. So getting the job in 11-12 doesn't mean getting the job. That means he's got the job for this one game. And then uh, Luongo, I mean, Luongo's, Luongo's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Luongo's oh, going to be in the Hall of Fame. So he was never the starter over Luongo. I mean, maybe he was, uh, Luongo was in uh, Shaq-Tau-Bow-Wow for a while, but he was never truly the starter in Vancouver. I do remember, actually, a game where uh, – the Devils lost one to nothing to Vancouver, mm. and the friggin' Schneider was the one that got the yeah uh, was in the net that night. Yeah. My favorite is uh, I just Google search Corey Schneider or Vancouver Canucks on uh, February seventeenth, twenty twelve. Why the Vancouver Canucks would be crazy to trade Corey Schneider? Does that give you everything you want to know about how bad this is? People thought it was crazy. Um, did they I, I mean, yeah, I mean the, the, devils need, the, 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 the Devils were never going to get another Marty. I mean, let's face no, it. No, and you can't expect yeah. that. And, and Corey Schneider came at a time when Devils were completely transforming. Should have never fired Lou Lamarillo. I, I mean, I... To me, I don't understand anything they've done the last five years. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, you expected some hard times after after uh, everyone started to go away and retire, mm-hmm. but this is ridiculous. They're essentially Ray Shiro has fucked this situation up so badly. I mean, you go back to, if you go back to 2013, 
right when they traded the number one pick for Corey Schneider for Bo Horvat. That that greatest move they ever made. You had five picks that year. Only two of them made the made the NHL. One of them is Miles Wood, and he he stinks. The next year was John Quenville. Yeah, that was a great traffic. Yeah, now we got his actually. brother. do? We actually now got his brother. 2015 actually wasn't a decent one because you got Zaka and Brent Sini and Mackenzie Blackwood out of that one. 16, Mikey McLeod, how'd that work out for you? Bash oh, my you. God. What the fuck? Where is he? Who, Mikey McLeod? That guy, that guy was picked, it was eighth overall? Twelfth. I mean, he can't play on this team. Well, let's see. He's got, he can't even he's got sit on the bench. 13, he's got 13 goals in three years in Binghamton. Oh, my God. That, that, guy, that guy is a complete bum. Yeah. A complete bum. They basically can't call him up. He has, he is he can't even he can't even do anything in Binghamton. Yeah. He is a bum. And you know you know the devil's actually got Quinville's brothers today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Maybe they should have gotten his father. All right. So this year this draft was see, I, I have a problem with them stockpiling draft picks. You know, you look at this year's draft, right? You got three firsts. You don't have a second. You don't have a third. You have a four, you have two fourths. You have a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. Hello, McFly. <laughs> and, and is Fitzgerald really going to be the general manager, or are they going to really are they going to find someone real? I mean, it's time to start looking and get, get taking interim tags off and getting real people in here now. Here's my question. Are you going to just leave him there for no other reason than Marty's not ready and does Marty really want that job? Well, Marty, Marty, Marty to me should be more of executive president. Like Cam Neely. Yes. Marty, exactly. Marty should fill that Cam Neely role where he's the over complete overseer of everything. But get somebody yeah. who knows yeah. how to and, do yeah. the job. And he, and, he, and, he, and he actually hires a GM. He hires mm-hmm. a, And to me, they got to they gotta do this quick to get the coach. Because there's two good coaches out there, and I want one of them. Gerard Gallant and who else? Uh, Laviolette. I think if you were going to make Laviolette, you made that move already. And I think if you wanted Gerard Gallant, you make that move already. So who are we going to get? We're going to get another fucking uh, 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 nobody? Frank, I agree with you. We're going to keep Alain Nazardine and 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 the John Hines clone. He's John Hines' clone. You know the only reason why John Hines got that job, right? Yeah, because he's Ray Shiro's best friend. He's Chris. 
You know, I, I, I take it back. I was going to say he's just Chris Jury. That guy is fucking Andy from The Office. That's who he is. I mean, he's a yes man. I mean, this disaster started with coaching. This disastrous season started with coaching. You you watch them on power plays, and it's like they think that they get uh, style points when they when they're on, when they're trying to shoot. Uh, uh, same thing in overtime. Mm-hmm. They actually fucking won tonight, so somehow, some way. Uh, Blackwood made 55 saves. He stood on his head tonight. And then you have uh, this shootout where the uh, the Blue Jackets were just as bad as we were. And then finally yeah. the Devils got the uh, one to shoot out. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you look at just the Devils in general right now. What is looking at? I, I mean, except has, for the it, scoreboard. It, it, what, can someone explain to me what the fuck is wrong with PK Subban? What Frank? Happened? There's a reason why. There's a reason why PK Subban has been on three teams. I mean, this is a Norris Trophy winner. Can someone explain to me what went wrong this year? Why is he so bad? Um, he was this bad last year. I mean, he he's stumbling over the ice. Mm-hmm. He looks tentative. He doesn't make any saves. He uh, shot. He, he, uh, I mean, I mean, jeez. I've seen so many times where he's fallen on the ice, or he's fallen, tripped over his own two feet. I've seen him uh, pass the puck backwards. He thinks that uh, it's, uh, it's retreat, retreat, retreat. And by the way, they gave out a, uh, I'm holding in my hand right now, a Subinator bobblehead. <laughs> they gave out a PK Subon bobblehead in a wrestling robe. In the back of it says the Subinator. He won. Wait, let, let's let's not forget something. He won the Norris Trophy in the strike season. Didn't he win it twice? Nope, won it once. But the, the Predators always seem to make good long playoff runs with him. I mean, it's just like. Where did where that he has been so atrocious? Well, I mean, I you mean, look at his when him Lachie and Dean Stevenson are on the ice together. It's a scary it's a scary proposition. Oh, that's worse than when Brian Leach had to play with Tom Foley. <laughs> it, it, it's scary. Well, he cares more about off the ice than he cares on the ice, anyway. Yeah, but he wasn't at the uh, autograph event. The uh, Devils had in the okay. I'm calling. I'm calling shenanigans here. Okay. 
I'm watching the NBA All-Star game, sort of. Sorry. And, okay, Team LeBron won the first quarter. Team Giannis won the second quarter. Third quarter is tied! So the money now carries into the fourth quarter. What, wait. How, how is it that it ends up that perfectly? It's like the skins game. Because those guys are cutting deals with each other? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The one tie said, okay, we'll win the first quarter. You take the second quarter, and let's tie for the third quarter, and let's see what happens in this fourth quarter where it's, uh, it's a 24 point. This makes no sense to me. The, 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 is, it, is it me or is the NBA just, just, just – the NBA is just a scam? Well, Tim Donahue did say that for years. Yeah, it just so happens that it happened. I, I, God, I had no idea there. That's what that is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And people make fun of the hockey All Star game for being three on three. Yeah, the the NBA All Star game, the first quarter they have three separate winners: first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and then they add up all the scores at the end of the third quarter. Add 24 to the leading team, and the first to that number wins. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> and yesterday, Aaron Gordon makes six perfect five, and they have well, everyone. Everyone when they make a dunk, 50, 50, 50, 50. They, they, there's no point five. It, it's all either nine or nines or tens on every dunk. Not a, and even if they like. It missed like the first two attempts, and you still get that step 50, 50. <laughs> By the way, I just got that home, and and I did, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to hear it, but boy, I just heard it like about 20 minutes ago. Shaka Khan tried to beat Bleeding Guns Murphy record for the longest national anthem ever. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad I didn't watch. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't watch that. It literally took almost three minutes to sing the national anthem. Why? Did she want to like beat out Fergie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, if anyone was on her knees. They uh, they uh, they develop arthritis. <laughs> and, and like I said, Aaron Gordon should have won the dunk contest yesterday, but but they then they had a dunk off fifty 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 fifty, and then finally Dwayne Wade throws up a. It's it's just just oh god it's just. And the player who won happened to be his birthday. Oh my god. And. Uh, the player who won was a member of the Miami Heat, and Dwayne Wade was the one that was the, gave the uh, final judging to decide him to win. Oh, that's that's nuts. <laughs> uh, yet the loser jumped over a 7-5 player on the first try and made the dunk. Meanwhile, the winner kept making misses and then retry, miss, retry, miss, retry. 
So here it is. The target score is 157. So <laughs> whoever gets to 157 first wins. Okay. Makes no sense to me. How about just playing the fucking basketball game? Yeah. I, I figured the I mean, first guy to play defense. I missed the old NHL also game. East versus West. Let's go. Yeah. World versus. I even was all right with North America versus the world. The only problem was is that you had guys that like legitimately snubbed. I, I mean, North America versus the world, you could do that, I think, in the Olympic years only. Yeah. By the way, they're thinking about doing that next year. That'd be nice. I think yeah, it's, it's dumb be... because I think this I think this format works except for the fact that you legitimately no! have snubs. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Our idiot commissioner decides and speaking about idiot commissioners. Gary Bettman has to has to has to toy with it every couple of years. Gary Bettman's never satisfied. He has to always fuck it up. You're right. That's the problem. It's just like that that Gatorade shooting star thing this year. That was phenomenal. I would keep that in every year going forward. But Gary Bettman can fuck up a wet dream. Uh, I mean, Gary 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 Bettman Bettman can't do anything right. Nope. And and, and, uh, it looks like like he's got company now as his commissioner in baseball, this Rob Manfraud. Oh, he's this is the worst. Like he makes Jim Dolan look competent. Yes, you can use that. Feel free. I did. Did did, did, did. Uh, I thought about stripping the Astros of the World Series, but I didn't want to take back a piece of tin. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Series trophy is a piece of tin. (laughs) I thought about punishing the players, but they didn't get away with it. They have to walk around with the shame. Well, Frank, we both know what that is. I mean, we're not naive as everybody. He doesn't want to punish the players because he knows he's got to go into a room with Tony Clark and say, okay, let's hammer out a CBA. <laughs> no. You know what he could say? He could come out there and say, look, we can't punish the players. The players union contract doesn't allow us to do so. Yeah. And, and, and that would be the truth. Yeah. Until that, the next that, CBA that, when we get the language. That we can't do it with it because we're going to address this in future CBAs. Mm hmm. But right now, and you know what? There are enough players right now that are pissed off at this. They agree for a punishment. Just yeah. like the, uh, just like the, uh, Union with the uh, the steroids. They eventually mm-hmm. agreed to a punishment because they got tired of being labeled cheaters with everyone else and said, "No, we're not cheating. We want to. We want you to to, to hammer the cheaters." Yeah. But no, this is this was just just totally befuddled and mishandled. The Astros press conference the other day was pathetic, and, and uh, uh, Rob Manfred's press conference today was pathetic. 
there hasn't been a good press conference in this whole thing yet. Nope. Like, no Astro has said anything that you'd actually believe. If you believe Garrett Cole, I got a I got oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. And by the way, supposedly other teams are caught cheating and and stopped cheating, including the New York Yankees. Yeah. Well, well, you can't say the Yankees. Don't say the Yankees because Yankee fans won't believe you because they're not cheaters. <laughs> they didn't have a bunch of players I'm, who. Yeah. There, are, there, are, there are two things that will make me absolutely do a victory one. One will be the Yankees getting caught cheating, and the other one will be Derek Jeter being uh, named in the Mitchell Report. <laughs> Frank, you are my that Frank. We are spirit animals. That would make my century if Derek Jeter's name comes up. And Derek Jeter, who who who, uh, my God, I am so glad he didn't get unanimously picked for the Hall of Fame. Uh, whoever that one voter is out there, thank you. <laughs> you know it's the guy I'm from Miami. Peter doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. But when no, he's the first you have Hall of Famer, when you have Ken Griffey Jr., three people didn't vote for him. Three morons didn't vote for him. I should say. Yeah, seven moron. people didn't That's vote moron. for Ian Ryan. Five people didn't vote for Tom Seaver. Ten people didn't vote for Willie Mays. Twelve people didn't vote for Hank Aaron. I, I kind of like how football does it. And Peter King said this a few years ago. What What's the criteria? Can you write the history of the NFL and not include them? Then they're whole. Then they're whatever. Then they're Hall of Famers. Okay, that's cool. That works yeah, for me. Yeah, baseball. Baseball. You have seventy-five writers. With axes to grind, who uh, who shit don't stink, who are on a moral high horse, which is why we don't have Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame yet. Pete mm-hmm. should be in the Hall of Fame, but you can't write the Hall of Fame, the history of baseball without him. Exactly. I mean, it's time to put these guys in. See, my only problem with, with Pete Rose getting in is that Shoeless Joe should be in. Oh, well, he should be in, too. I have no doubt. I, until until Shoeless Joe gets in, you can't put in Pete Rose. Because to me, Pete, will, Pete Rose is the priority because Pete Rose is still alive. Yeah. And, I and, think Pete, Rose is, should, and Pete Rose is a dirty liar. And, and, and to, me, to me, you should open the door to both of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how we put uh, Shoeless Joe. Uh, there'll have to be a special vote. He'll have to go in with the uh, Veterans Committee uh, old-time baseball whenever they vote yeah. again. And those guys aren't going to put him in because they all hated him. No, don't put uh, – the Shooter the Show will get in. Yeah, if, 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 they clear, if they clear Rose and Shooter uh, Show, they'll both get in. Yeah. But this is the problem. Baseball writers have way too much. But, but, but now we have these veteran committees. And we're putting in Harold Baines. And Tony LaRusa and Joe Torre and No, Tony LaRusa and Joe Torre should be in the Hall of Fame. As a player or a manager? They're as a manager, yeah. Managers. They're not players. Yeah. But Joe Torre as They're a manager 
without the Yankee years isn't a Hall of Famer. But you have to cool the Yankee years. Yeah, that's true. See, but, I think Joe Torrey uh, was a Hall of Fame player. He was a borderliner. He was a borderline yeah. Hall of Famer. He and, actually... And, and, he, and the fact that Harold Baines is in should make Joe Torrey an automatic Hall of Famer on, as a player. Here's a guy. How is Dale Murphy not in the Hall of Fame with two MVPs? Because he played in Atlanta when they sucked. They actually won one division. They actually won a division championship when he was there. When they won division eighty-two, when he was there. Yeah. But most years they did suck. And he was the nineteen eighty-two NL MVP. Yeah. So they won the division the year he was MVP. Yeah, def- he, he, I, I don't disagree with you. I think he's a Hall of Famer. How about this guy? Dave Parker. Oh, I'd have to look. Name-wise, I'd put him in. Dave Parker was an amazing player, amazing uh, just, just uh, MVP. Much better than Harold Baines. Mm-hmm. What does the media hate him? Much, he is a much better player than Harold Baines. Here it is. Dave Parker, 290 lifetime hitter, 227 uh, 12 hits, 1493 RBI, 339 home runs, MVP, two time world champion, seven time all star, three silver sluggers, two batting championships, three gold gloves. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Dave Parker in the late 70s was one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. And the fact that he played... Hey, his postseason numbers aren't great, though. That's the only thing that would hurt him. Yeah, but he at least he won two World Series. Yeah, that's true. No, he, I I put him in over Harold Baines. I mean, to me, the fact that Harold Baines actually got in the Hall of Fame is a total joke. There is not once I look at Harold Baines and said, "One day this man's going to be in the Hall of Fame." Yeah, I no, you're right. Why did okay player as and a DH his whole career? Do you think they're just putting him in to open the road for like guys like Poppy, or because like a guy like Ed Mar- Edgar Martinez finally got in there? Like, all right, we put in the DH, we shut them up. All right, we'll put him in. Well, Poppy's a, a, a unless you want to uh, call him a steroid guy. He's he's a no brainer. Yeah, Poppy's, but clutch hitter. Mm-hmm. Edgar Martinez is like a lifetime three hundred hitter. Yeah. So Edgar Martinez, I mean, uh, yeah, the, let's see, three twelve lifetime batting average for uh, Edgar Martinez. Yeah, he's all, yeah. He should have been a long time before he was in. 
to say, I guess, I guess it took a while for people to warm up for him. He got he got voted in with the uh, the uh, the voters, so eventually the voters uh, finally put him in. Yeah. But baseball, baseball, the way the people at the Hall of Fame is treated is a joke. Well, the baseball writers think they're the, they're something more than they really are. I mean, the baseball you, writers you, are the biggest you, problem with baseball. Do you realize that that Kurt Schilling is not getting a Hall of Fame right now because of his political views? Yep. Oh, and and, and your uh, compadre over there at Barstool. Jared uh, Carabas made the best case for what's going to happen next year. He's going to get in next year, and they're going to vote Clemens and Bonds in at the same time, just to piss him off. Oh yeah, if he he doesn't like those two, no, he's going to get in next year just to piss him off, and it's going to be glorious. (laughs) Well, Clemens and Bonds should be in, in years before anyway. And these are guys I don't like. Yeah. Clemens to me. Clemens. All right. If you want to say, okay, he started taking steroids in 97. Okay, let's look at his first 10 years of his career. Let's look at – he's a Hall of Famer. Roger Clemens won three Cy Youngs before he started taking steroids. Yeah. Yeah. It won three after. Four after it, right? Three or four? Yeah, because yeah, because if, if you look at his, his the, 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 what happened to him is he hit a stretch mm-hmm. in his career where he wasn't good anymore, and then he ran into uh, the Jose Canseco who taught him how to use steroids. Mm-hmm. And that's when he got good again. You could actually yeah, tell the line of demarcation where the where he started using steroids. Yeah, so when he went to Toronto. Because, uh, no, his last year in Boston. Really? Yeah. At the end of the hmm. year, he's had uh, another twenty strikeout performance in Boston. Okay, I'll buy it. And uh, that might have been the, the, it. Might have just took him a while to finally get put a steroid to the, the effect of to really. Uh, Kick in, but that's where I believe he started using steroids. Because at the EBS, he was not—he didn't have a really good year '96. But like in uh, he had a strong September when he struck out—he uh, struck out uh, 20 again. And then in the yeah. next year, all of a sudden, he found a fountain of youth. Yeah, but if you don't buy. But he had like he was uh, not very good in ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Although ninety five wasn't too bad, his ERA was kind of bloated. But yeah. But you could actually tell that. And here's another person, Barry Bonds. He wasn't using steroids up until uh, he didn't start using steroids until ninety nine. If you yeah, believe. That- if you believe the book Game of Shadows, he did not start using steroids until 1999, and it was out of reaction to uh, McGuire and Sosa. Yeah, I believe that. I believe it 
Yeah, no, 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 I do. I, 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 Hunter, I, I've always thought that that's what caused him to do that was because of and the fact he was that a Hall of Famer before he used steroids. So he should still be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he had uh, one of the most dominant runs in baseball history. Oh, gee, look at this. He also game is tied. And there's no clock, so we play until someone reaches 157. I bet you, you it's going to be tied the rest of the game back and forth. <laughs> You're loving this way too much, Frank. Hey, 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 do you realize <laughs> now the devil? Hey, does a better job of selling it real. <laughs> Are you ready for this? To, to not get off of that, but to get back to the Devils, they have now traded their. By the way, Taylor Hall hasn't been there since December. He's still um, seventh on the team in points. He's seven. Well, that's just that's how terrible Jack Hughes has been. I, I don't know if, if Jack Hughes should have been spent another year in the OHL or something like that, or what the fuck. This guy's got a. This guy seriously needs to to pick his game up next year because he has been atrocious. Well, I mean, all he's got to do is be, you know, keep it status quo for the next two years, and he'll get a seven million dollar contract extension. Like Nico Heischer did. Well, Nico Heischer has shown signs of improving this year. This and it's all funny. It's all been since Taylor Hall left. Maybe Taylor Hall was a cancer. Oh, I'm 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 fully convinced of that now. Yes, have you noticed what team has gone down to drain since the trade? They were even. I I, I was watching Vegas uh, the other night. And Gary Lawless, who does a phenomenal job as being the Vegas uh, Golden Knights insider and also their radio um, analyst, because God forbid you say color guy now, um, he was saying that they're talking about shopping them and trading them. He has been a disaster in Phoenix. Yeah. It shows me. The Kyle's were in first place when they got him. Now they're yep. like in fifth. Mm hmm. I mean, and, uh, I mean, uh, the shocker yeah. to me is that the Devils traded Blake Coleman, got a one for him, and I completely understand and then why they got the one for him. Because he's got another year left of being, you know, um, under team control on a contract that is, I still can't believe the Devils only signed him to a three year deal a couple of years ago. Like that, or this year. That was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, well, because he's, he's pretty good. He is like one of the best players that team has had. He reminds me so much of like a mix of John Madden and Jay Pandolfo. It's not even funny. And it just shows that this whole organization has no idea how to fucking put it together a winning team. I, I'm actually wondering if Ray Shiro did this on purpose. His father coached both the Rangers and the Flyers. And he hears his fans saying that the Rangers suck and the Flyers swallow. I wonder if this was his revenge. Hey, my dad coached those teams. Oh, I'll show I, these fans. 
I get, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it starts at the top. I think it's it's um, Harris and the other idiot. I think it's ownership. Those guys, those guys are like fucking far away. I don't even know if they even know what the Prudential Center looks like. They do. They go to the uh, Grammy Museum all the time. <laughs> I, I I really believe that they saw how well it worked in in and Philly with the trusting the process that they're going to do it here, and they think it's going to work here. They don't realize is that no, it's not. It, it, <laughs> here we go. I, Everyone's getting baskets. Tied it. Tied again. Tied again. Tied again. I don't even know what channel the All Star Game's on. What channel is it on? TNT. Well, that's on TNT, huh? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the devil's the everybody swallows thing, which is the stupidest fucking chant in the league. Um, I'm, I am legitimately tired of it. I. I, I've been tired of it for years. I was tired of Vuvuzelas and the kill. It's impossible to watch their games on television. It, it's just unbelievable. Well, the Vuvuzelas are gone. You don't have you Thank don't hear that anymore. Yeah, because even those pink cats left the arena. They got tired of rooting for a loser. You still hear the people doing the kill. Kill, kill, champ! But you don't hear the the Vuvuzelas anymore. Yeah, yeah. Thank God those guys are gone. You know, if you complained about them, they were like, "What are you talking about? We're we're two fans. We've been here for four years." <laughs> this is this is so fixed. It is not funny. Oh my god. I gotta put this on. Uh, let's see. Where is Arizona now? Arizona uh, is currently let's see. Are they out of the playoffs? I think they are. No, they're in the second wild card right now. Yeah, but they were much better safe before uh, Richard McCall got there. Yeah. Well, Vegas was really close to them, too, and Vegas kind of hit the shits a little bit for a while. And, oh, they're, they're a point up on that. If you're in the Pacific, right? I don't know if you've seen this. It's legitimately. Four points separates fifth from first. That whole Pacific Division's been shit. You got the whole Central. The three top teams in the Central are so much better than everyone else. And then you got a large gap between the rest of the Central. Yeah, because even three California, teams, the three California teams are all well out of it. Yeah, they're all trash. Were you shocked when Pete DeBoer got another job after he was fired from San Jose? 
Yes. Yes, ma'am. Like that to me, that was like I remember seeing it. And I'm like, what the fuck is Vegas doing? I'm I'm surprised that uh, John Hines got a freaking job. That was that was wrecking New Vegas. It makes no sense. Um, who's next to get traded from the Devils? You think? I'd love to see Zajac, but that's not happening because there's no chance in hell that anybody would take on that stupid deal. Unless Lou's like really dumb. The Andy Green deal should show you that Lou Lamarillo has no clue what the fuck he's doing anymore. Uh, Wayne Simmons is going to go next. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But see, the Devils are going to have to really be, but the Devils are going to have to be creative at one point because they can't fall below the the um, the floor. They got PK Subban. He'll keep them from falling below the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That nine million dollars a year. They still got Corey Schneider on the roster. That's thirteen. That's four, that's fifteen. That's fourteen million dollars of dead money. Nope. When's Vodnik coming back? Because if Vodnik could come back, they could get rid of him. Ah, uh, who knows. I mean, P.K. Subban will have, like, maybe, like, one or two flashes here or there. But other than that, he's just been god-awful. Yeah, he he is. It's one of those things, too. It was like he hit that cliff, and he hit that cliff so quickly. Like, he, he was decent a couple years ago, and then he just... I mean, like I said, this guy was one of the best player, players in the, in, in, the, in the league, and all of a sudden now he is just trash. I mean, they had a full house tonight for his bobblehead. That tells you that, that people know who he is. And that they gave away 9,000. But maybe that's the problem with him. Maybe the maybe he's one of those guys in the room that people don't like. There's no reason he should. He's never been this bad of a minus player. I mean, he he is just he has been awful all season. Yeah. I mean, he came he came into the year plus forty nine. He's now minus. He's now at thirty four. He's actually gone up. He was minus 17 about a week or two ago. And he's, th- and he's so 13 points. He's on pace for the lowest point since his rookie year when he played two games. He could finish the year with having seasons of more goals than he's going to have points this year. And the Devils, all they do is hesitate. You ever watch them? 
it's, it's like they, mm-hmm. they stand around, they look around, and, and, and there's always that's so Nazardine. much hesitation. But that's been Nazardine the whole time. That was Nazardine when he was with the Rangers. That That's the way he preaches offense. So he's the asshole. I mean, he's and the asshole. And they made him the head coach. Well, it's because nobody else was there. And I don't want to see I, – I know what they're thinking, and I don't want to see Scott Stevens behind that bench. If he wanted to be the coach, he would have been the coach a long time ago. I don't know. That's what I think he did want in. it. You got to bring in someone uh, like uh, La Violette or, uh, or Gallant. I, I, thought the, I thought the mistake they made was the year they hired Hines. When you had Tortorella sitting there and you didn't make that move. Or you could have brought in Dan Bilesma, and you didn't make that move. To me, all it proved is that Ray Shiro got fucking dumb luck having a team that had Gino, Sidney, and the Flower. Oh, no doubt about it. He like, is a terrible general manager. And, he is a terrible general manager. Michael McLeod should show you that. Yeah. Well, let's not let's call a spade a spade here. Lou wasn't exactly Lou post lockout. Remember, he did draft Travis Ajak over David Krejci. <laughs> Forget that. And he drafted Zach Parisi, who you know that was Lou's fault. He's no longer a devil because of Lou. Because Lou had that long-standing thing where you don't extend guys on their rookie deals, which was the dumbest move I've ever heard. You lock him yeah, up in 2009. Lou was stuck in the past. Yeah. And it worked for Lou getting like the, the way the Patriots do things, getting guys at the end of their chain who still have stuff, like bringing in Newendike, bringing in Andrichuk, bringing in uh, Dougie Gilmore, bringing in Mogilney, bringing in Claude Namuk, bringing in Riche, uh, Sean Chambers. That's when Lou struck gold. Dougie, uh, Bobby Carpenter. How good was Bobby Carpenter on the Devils? He, did, he, uh, he had magic. He had a magic touch. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he had the greatest goaltender to ever put pads on. But I, I will say this, though, as, as a former Devil fan who has now found his way out to the desert, because, and I've told you this, because I can't stand them. Did they raise see, season ticket prices again for next year? Yep. How the fuck do you raise ticket prices? Yes, three Devils. What, where, where are your seats? Section 101. What's the per game price on those? Oh, jeez. Uh, or what's your package price? Yeah, but like on the like, what what's your package price for the year? Oh, jeez. I pay like a uh, hundred and forty dollars uh, a month, and I'm on a okay. twelve month plan. Okay. So, when you had my seats, when I had the seats in one twenty five. 
When I first got those, they were thirty five hundred. My last year, they were up to five grand for the two seats. And they won dick. <laughs> and then they dicked us on Marty night for the whole Marty thing. Cool. Think about that. I must have. I paid two hundred dollars in part he was in standing room. For the night they re- retired the jersey. Okay. Did you yeah. have any chance? Did you get to that um, the statue unveiling? Yes. Okay. So do you know the whole story behind the statue unveiling? No, I mean not. Okay. So in December of that year, all season ticket holders got a email. If you renew your seats before January 5th, we are going to give you four tickets to the statue unveiling. So a bunch of people renewed. Renewals weren't going as well as they thought they were. If you're a recurrent season ticket holder who has not renewed, you're getting two tickets. To the statue unveiling If you're a recurrent If you're a current plan holder Or uh, Buy your pick your plan or whatever the fuck they called it then And you Renew You'll get four tickets Then it turned out oh. to be If you want to spend 200 bucks here you'll, You can buy a ticket for this Now you have Half the building open And 10,000 people Tell me that wasn't a cash grab, Frank. Oh, it totally was. Well, this year, if you uh, renew, you get to choose two special events. And the one I chose was the pose for a picture of Marty with his statue. Oh, that's cool. So you get to stand outside with Marty. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) You know... And they had very right. few giveaways this year. Very few giveaways yeah. this year. Did they think they're the Bruins? That's the funny thing. Like, the Bruins have no giveaways, but they don't need them because they've every fucking game's a sellout. You know, tonight was, tonight was packed. They had everyone in there. There was energy in there. A lot of kids in there. There well, was yeah. special schools off this week. A lot of schools were yeah. off. Tomorrow's President's Day. They're mm-hmm. having Kids Kids Day on uh, Saturday. It's uh, uh, SpongeBob is going to be there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but uh, some of the perks, they, 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 you wonder why. Why I wonder why I'm a season ticket holder. There was one year, like when they. I don't know if they still do like the point thing. But they did points, and, like, it was the year they played the game at West Point. And if you wanted tickets to that, it ate up every one of your perk points. Uh-huh. I mean, it was cool to see them play at West Point, but what did you really get out of that? You got to go to West Point. Ooh. 
All right, now we're 156-153. So if LeBron's team scores, and you know LeBron's team was, was supposed to win this game. Yes. Guys are, taking, guys are taking charges in this game, which is pretty impressive. Uh, you know LeBron's going to score the last point. No, absolutely. And then he'll have a, tear, a heartfelt, teary uh, thank you letter to everybody that he'll rip up and say, I was supposed to read this. I was like, bro, that's the worst wedding speech I've ever heard. You just did what every guy does who forgets to write their vows. I was going to read this, but fuck it. <laughs> that ain't right. Uh, so, yeah, the first thing in the MVP after Kobe Bryant, which they should have done. Which, which was, the which was perfect. The MVP after Kobe Bryant. LeBron's probably pitching for something to be named after him when he breaks the record of a play of uh, All Star Game appearances, because that's what LeBron yeah. does. Yeah, come out of the high school. That, that, that's easy to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, it. Well, LeBron did too. So, but like, let's see what else, what else is. I never got like a perk that perk that was worth a shit. Like to wait five years for the jersey, I was like, I'm not. I could I could spend the three hundred bucks for a jersey. I don't need you to give me. How about how about the other one, the uh, the autograph signing event that they have here? That you have to stand in like long line. You're basically lucky to get one autograph. Yeah, unless you bring two people with you, and you can. I used to like give that to like a friend of mine because I could never go because they always did on Tuesday nights. <laughs> well, when the courthouse is five blocks well, away, it's not too hard. What's lucky for you? I mean, I work three blocks away too, but I kind of am busy when they usually do that shit. <laughs> you know, people aren't going to move themselves on path. You know. But uh, and and they have these these the the this, this opening part of the game. We are the ones. We are the ones. We are the ones. We are the ones. It is the oh most God. embarrassing thing I see. I tell you, I try to do in my best Triple H voice everything that I make fun of that with, and it hurts after a while. We are, we the, are the ones who get on your feet. We are the ones who represent New Jersey. We are the ones who won't back down. You're in fucking last place. No, Detroit's behind them. Well, they're in last place in the Atlantic Division, in the Metropolitan yeah. Division. It's terrible. It's so bad. It's like, who gets hit? Like, I, I, was... I, I told the Devils played the, the Red Wings twice. They should change the name of that team to the Dead Wings. That team, is, that team, is, that team has no... Uh, <laughs> that team is a dead fish. Yeah, unless they play the Bruins. <laughs> Go figure that one out. Uh, here it is. LeBron's got the ball. Here he goes. He scores. It's over. <laughs> They're going to end it on a foul? They actually called a foul 
a disaster. <laughs> and you get to having shitty, uh, shitty Oscar game uh, and, uh, like this. Yeah, he passed it to uh, Davis, and Davis got fouled. I think Davis was the one pushing off on that. LeBron's making a holding call because he thinks it's the NFL. (laughs) (sighs) This is why I don't like the NBA. What I would give for Unibrow to miss two free throws. I don't know about that. I I think that's on Davis. What do you think, like, what do you think LeBron was thinking when he looked down at his jersey and he's like, I got the star of David on my chest? Hmm. Not too happy. uh, That's all Davis. In my opinion. I I, I think it should be on Davis. Well, that's not, well, yeah, I guess you can say it's the star of David. But if you ever look at the Chicago flag, that's the flag the stars is on the Chicago flag. Oh yeah, no, I know, but it's just it's just funnier to say it looks like the Star of David, so that pisses LeBron off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, LeBron LeBron, if it if it's anti American it's it's perfect for LeBron. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Tell me that, who that Americans need to shut up that Mao is good for the world. Here it is. Here's the free throws. Hope he misses. All he needs to do is make one. It's over. I hope he misses the first. I hope he misses the first. Just because I hate LeBron James so much. (laughs) Miss it. You Miss know one. You know the reason why he left uh, the, the Cavs, don't you? The second time. No. Which way did Ohio go in 2016? He missed the first. <laughs> He's got to make it dramatic. He couldn't hit the first one. Of course not. This is the NBA. Everything is fixed. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you get a free throw to win a game like this, you should be allowed to have somebody come out and tackle him or put a hand in his face. <laughs> this is going to be so great when he misses this one. No, he didn't. He wasn't going to miss the second one. No. He missed the first one on purpose. Yeah, unfortunately. You see, the NBA is the uh, WWE. <laughs> I've said that for years. You win the All-Star game on a fucking free throw because stupid. So, Frank, yeah. what, time do you, what time do you record your vlogs for Barstool now? Well, whenever I do them, I do them late at night. So when I'm in the, Or if I'm too tired, I'll do one in the morning. And what's the topic for tonight? Devil's... Rob Manfred in this idiotic All-Star game. Oh, ready for this one? That just came out, and I don't know if you've seen it yet. The Devils will not hold practice tomorrow. 
What's the point? No media availability. They won tonight, so it's probably a, a, a reward for winning. Or it I don't means think they me, play no. again until I think they I think they have a couple of days off. Do they? Or it could yeah. be no media availability. Let me see. I I know the next home game is Thursday. I don't think they play. I don't think they play. Uh... No, they're on the yeah, road. They, they, they go out to St. Louis. They, they, the next game is on the road in uh, on uh, on uh, Tuesday in St. Louis. So it's probably this is probably one of those nights off that if you win a game, you get the night off. They just played three days and four three games in four nights. Yeah. No, because the NHL has to have a stupid bye week. God, I hate that. It's so it's so dumb. Because, you, like, you really think about it. Like, if you have the NHL package, the NHL is dark for almost a week and a half. And you get stuck paying for the home. Um... So let's see, well, I think the fly. NBA has a bye week now. I think most NBA teams, uh, I don't think they resume to the, uh, let me see when the NBA season resumes. Yeah, they don't play the Thursday. Huh. So the NBA does the same thing. The NBA, the NBA doesn't play another game. To the, everyone's off to Thursday. That. Your games on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three days, yeah, but they play until like Thursday. That's just a week off. Because their entire All Star weekend is three days long. Yeah, no, the All Star week is now All Star week. They now have a full yeah. week of uh, break. Friday to Thursday. Yeah, yeah, but their their All Star weekend. Like, they have festivities Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So does the NHL. NHL's only two days, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make as much sense, but it makes sense. But the, like, the NHL bye week is so, like... But then you have the bye week, and then you're playing... Three and four nights. Take out the fucking bye week, and you have to have that. Most of these teams now, but it's not like most of these teams now are in their own building. There's only maybe the Rangers, the Bruins, the Kings. Detroit now shares a building. Who else shares a building? Well, they're Anyone not shares the building. No, no, not like they used to. The Florida teams but have their own buildings. There's no NBA. There's uh, what you call after this concerts. Yeah, but they, but you can work around them. Like the Devils control the schedule on that building. That's why Seton Hall plays so many noon or eight thirty tips. 
Like the Bruins have no choice. The Rangers have no choice. They split a building with a professional league where there's another 44 games that have to be scheduled. Seton Hall plays 17, 18 home games. And the Red Wings actually control the building. I think they just invited the uh, Pistons in. Yeah, which was smart on their mark, on their on theirs. Unlike the stupid fucking Nets who had to go move to Brooklyn for nobody. To... All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, Frank. Enjoy it. I uh, can't wait to read the vlog to, or watch the vlog tomorrow and read what's on this day in history. Scabbed. Nice. 1995 spring training. Hmm. Trivia question. Buy... Okay. And this is going to be uh, part of the uh, the the under states. Okay. Trivia question: What was the name of the judge that granted the injunction that ended the strike? Holy shit. She is a famous judge. Judge Judy. Or Sotomayor. Was that? Sotomayor? Yes. Uh, I, I was going with the two female judges I knew. Oh, that's I, that, that's I did not know that. Judge Sonia Sotomayor was then a New York federal judge granting the injunction that ended the strike. Wow, I did not know that. That that's oh, that was good. She would have not granted the injunction. There would have been uh, the season would have began with replacement players. Yes, and guys like Corey Lytle who got screwed and Shane Spencer who got screwed. No, they were still replacement players. Yeah, they but they were oh, going right. to be on the roster. And they no, were but that's what I mean. Like they got they finally got to the majors. Yeah, that's what I mean. Those guys got screwed. They got screwed because they were never allowed into the um, yeah. Players Association. Well, the players showed, the players union told them there will be repercussions. Yeah. John Franco yeah. actually said that uh, anyone that uh, did this in real life might m- might find himself go missing, or if, if they did this in the sanitation department, they'd find <laughs> themselves in the garbage truck. Yep, that's true. <laughs> um, do you are you going to include the fact that because of the replacement players, that's what kept Michael Jordan from. That's what sent Michael Jordan back to basketball. I just wrote that paragraph. Man, look at that. We're good. All right. When's your podcast on again? When's your podcast doing again? I typically record Wednesday night. Cool. All right, Frank. It was so fun. I don't we know when the other day will be up, but it'll be up shortly, probably, uh, probably sometime uh, between twelve and uh, twelve thirty. Awesome! I can't wait. I read it every day. Yeah, We're but yeah, I've already, I've already included that one player that chose not to cross the picket line was Michael Jordan, who ended his baseball attempts and began working on his NBA comeback. Yeah, and David Stern allowed him to come back from his gambling. Problem. You know, a lot of people believe that. I I 
don't doubt that it's true. Because it just so happened that he testified against the bookie in August of 93 or 94, 93. No, I, there, I, I think there's a lot more to that than people think. Because if you look at by these two idiots, I don't know if those two idiots were that big idiots. I mean, there's there's a lot of funny shenanigans that happened that year to uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. And because he testified against a gambler, because he had to pay him his 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 uh, back, what he owed him. Not everybody could be like, you know, somebody whose bookie just winds up dead. (laughs) So how many zillion beer shirts have you gotten so far? I don't have any of them. They don't have size 6X. I I can't believe with you working there that it's that hard for you to get shirts. Or is it that hard? (laughs) See, at least McAfee makes up the 5X. Maybe one day they'll be they'll rain something. I was gonna yeah. go in the office tomorrow and the damn thing is closed. Is it really? Yes. Is everybody celebrating Zillion Beers weekend? I guess so. Have you followed this? Uh a little bit. Like this has been like I, I think I feel like I've watched this all weekend and, and can't believe I can't believe it. It's awesome, but I, I just it's it's unbelievable at times. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the names of the, the people that crossed the picket line. Let me see some of the names that crossed the picket line. Pedro Barbon tried to make a comeback at the age of 48. <laughs> Guillermo Hernandez, Oil Can Boyd, Doug Risk. You remember Doug Risk, Sean Abner. Yeah, but the most famous ones are Spencer and Corey Lytle and a couple well, other. These guys. are people who uh, were major leaguers before becoming. Yeah, which uh, is even worse. Like, see, those guys I have a view that those guys should end up in the back of garbage trucks. Spencer and guy like Sean, uh, Shane Spencer and. Um, Corey Lytle, they had no choice. Here are the guys. Here's here's some of the guys that crossed the picket line that I, that I would later get major league jobs. You got Benny Agbiani, Rick yeah. Reed. Actually, Rick Rick Reed actually was Rick Reed was was, was the guy who should have ended up in the back of a truck. <laughs> okay. Rick Reed actually crossed the picket line. He was actually a major leaguer. In 1994, and actually came out was the first was the first to cross the picket line. Yeah, he was a major leaguer before. Would have made a major league roster, and he all right. As I said, I got to get to finish writing this up. All right, man. It was good having you on. We'll do this again soon. All right. All right. All right, Frank. That was the great Frank Fleming.
of Barstool Sports and the Sports Sports Cyclopedia. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the guy who had a problem with New Jersey Transit, and just he's awesome, and, uh, and I love talking to him. Um, we were going to talk more Devils. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. Um, we'll be back with more of the George Brew experience on Black Talk Radio. Headblade, check us out at headblade.com. form of compliment in any pub is an insult. So I'm considered quite complimentary. <laughs> Proper number 12, Irish whiskey. Hi, this is Bob Sosi, the voice of the Patriots, and you're listening to the What's Ruining Sports Radio Network. Alright. So, since 2013, or 2012, when the Devils made the Stanley Cup final and ultimately lost, you have had the departure of Kovalchuk, the departure of Parise, the, in their opinion, right move on not overpaying David Clarkson. You had the overpaying of Travis Ajak. You had the trade for uh, Corey Schneider and giving up the then ninth overall pick in the draft, which turned into Bo Horvat, who is a, the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. You've had multiple busts in the draft, as you heard us talking about Mikey McLeod, who at one point was a selling point for devil season ticket holder, devil season ticket reps. Be like, did you see him on YouTube? Yeah, because that, that, that translates. Well, obviously, we're seeing how much that translates. <clears throat> so what you're seeing is, and that was the end of Lou, who the last 10 years of Lou wasn't great. Pete DeBoer had a good first season there, took them to the Stanley Cup final. And if Jonathan Quick didn't stand on his head in games one and two at Prudential Center, you could be talking about another cup. And You've seen now where this went. Marty gets hurt in 12-13. The strike-shortened season, 13-14. They play it out. If they could have won in a shootout, I think that was the year they couldn't win in a shootout. They should have made the playoffs that year. Let Marty walk away. 
Uh, Marty's disaster at Yankee Stadium, which I still don't think he could see the puck in that game. Um, and you could tell he just didn't look right in that game. So, when you look at the whole thing, and then that starts this, you get to 14, and when Marty retire, when Marty retires, not really uh, decides he wants to go try and play again in St. Louis, and, and you know, in 14, 15. You know, that doesn't work. He takes a job at St. Louis, blah, 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 blah. That, that's all history. He wanted to get to 700 wins. I think the Devils owed him that right. Um, Corey Schneider and Mike Liute, uh, who is his agent, um, not the uh, biggest fans of Corey Schneider riding the pine again and having Marty there because Corey Schneider is a charm and soft. You brought in Palmieri. That helped. That was a big move. Um, it should have been a bigger move. And you make the trade for Hall. Kind of worked. You made the playoffs once with it. Um, but you you legitimately look at where the Devils um, – have gone in this whole situation. And yes, there was an ownership change. The current owners who, who, if you've ever listened to this show, I've killed for years because of morons. Okay. They, they don't know what it is to run a team. They're rich guys. This is their play toy. They want to show up at the building and, Tell and convince fans of the morons that they care, which is the problem. Fans are loyal. Fans have an undying loyalty. If you rub their head enough, they're going to like you. These guys are psychopaths. They make people like them. They're really not good businessmen when it comes to hockey. They've destroyed the inside of the Prudential Center. They destroyed this for this organization. They're almost begging people to take season tickets. I gave up my seats three years ago. I've never looked back. Every year I get a call that asks me to come back and gives me free tickets. I use them for the free tickets because I don't want to pay to go see them. <clears throat> but this is what they do. And, and they just they just don't understand. Um but when you look at this this whole thing, they don't have a real plan. Did Sammy Votnin mean – if you're going to make it – the, the, the Sammy Votnin for Adam Henrique trade, which then caused them to make the trade for Michael Grabner in 2018, the Henrique trade was in 17 – Grabner trade was a deadline deal in 18. Sammy Votnin, to me, hasn't been good enough to warrant trading one of your better prospects of the last 15 years, 10 years. Um, he's not. 
Devil fans tell me all the time that I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I do. I think I know a little bit more than you people do because you're kind of moronic. Um, but to me, I, I can't see trading Henrique for what, in effect, was Grabner and um, Vatnin. Vatnin's not been good. He's a decent defenseman, and he looks better because you don't have any other decent defensemen. Um, there's nobody on that team that could play with um, with uh, Damon Severson, and that, that that's a big problem. He kind of needs a Jeff Bukaboom type or, you know, um, look who Tori Krug plays with. They're kind of the same player. It's just that Tori Krug's better. Um, or he's more advanced because he's been on a better team. He's played with Char. He, you know, he currently I don't even remember who he plays with. Um, but there, that's what they are. So, can you trust the next general manager of the New Jersey Devils to? And if this is and look, if Tom Fitzgerald's going to get this job, ultimately, and and you've made that, you should announce it because he fleeced Lou Lamorello today on Andy Green. Absolutely fleeced him. That move was a fleecing. Um, Andy Green's a parking con at this point in his career. I've seen microphone stands with more mobility. To get a two next year. So, really, Lamorello is going to get the payoff for him now, and you're not going to see a payoff for two years, maybe three. Um, but it's a big number that the Islanders had to take on. Um, it's not a great contract that they're taking on because he was grossly overpaid. Um, which a lot of the guys with Lou were because Lou, for some reason, overpaid guys. It's Dan, especially. Um, Travis Ajak, anyway. Um, Sue Van Deal's been a disaster. The Wayne Simmons contract signing was a disaster. To me, that was doing a solid for a guy that you knew from Philly, which these guys do because they're from Philly. And they're probably Flyer fans. Probably grew up Flyer fans. Um, so that hasn't worked. You traded away one of your best pieces um, today in Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is a guy that if you were telling me you got to build a roster of 10 guys to go forward with the New Jersey Devils. Blake Coleman be one or two on that list for me. And I don't think I can make 10. If you told me five, I could definitely do five. And Blake Coleman would still be in the top five. He'd be two. It'd be Kyle Palmieri. It'd be him. It would be Jack Hughes. It would be Damon Severson. 
It would be Will Butcher. If you expand to 10, yeah, then you'd have Nico and Jesper Brad and, 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 and um, Jack Hughes. But I'd, ha- I'd be hard-pressed after that. This isn't a good roster. The roster is not good. It wasn't put together well. Um, that's ultimately why Ray Shiro got fired. The Devils make a lot of moves on Sundays, if you haven't noticed yet. I still don't like – I still thought John Hines was here a season too long. I thought he should have been gone. I, I, I Honestly, I never thought John Hines should have, been fi- should have been hired. I think he was a terrible coach. Um, but if you, you go through all that, you need a goaltender. You need two defensemen. I never thought they should have not re-signed John Moore. I thought John Moore was exactly what that team needed. I thought John Moore was phenomenal with that team. Um, on that year, they went to the playoffs. I, I thought John Moore was one of those guys. I thought he was a core guy. Um, they didn't re-sign him. The money was too much. Because you were overpaying a bad goaltender. You had $20 million tied up in a bad goaltender. Um, a parking cone as a defenseman who granted came from the undrafted ranks so you felt like you needed him or you felt like a loyalty to him and and that's completely fine and Travis Ajak who is just not a top six set forward anymore and he's being paid like one. Granted today he's his money is right where he's supposed to be slotted, but he was never the player that they signed when they did sign him to that big contract. So so when you, you just look and, and that and, and Zajac was a Lou deal. Because Lou panicked on his deal. Lou saw himself lose Zach Parisi. He saw himself lose Kovalchuk, and he said, I got to get this done. Not the smartest move, but it happened. Um, so that's the major case against the Devils, and the question has to become, who is being charged with making the moves to um, who is making the moves that is going to start another rebuild? How many rebuilds are you going to do? You moved on from Pete DeBoer too soon. In, in hindsight, And I believe that you got and you saw the board get rushed out because he didn't like the whole Marty and Schneider situation. And he didn't like how he was thrust in the middle of it. 
But he'll never say it, and I don't think it is. He, he's a lawyer. He, he knows how to get around saying it. But I always thought that weighed on him. I thought that was – he caught flack because it was a bad move to be made. Devil fans let the devils have it about it. So when you you look at the grand scheme of things in New Jersey, it's not good and it's not going to get better because there's no structure in place. You have owners who care more about the Grammy Museum and the Sixers because the Sixers have become good. So what do you look at with this team? And and if you're a Devils fan tonight, you allowed Ray Shiro, who you ultimately fired, to tie up $7 million of your salary cap on Nico Heischer. You lowballed Blake Coleman. Let's let's call that what it is. You lowballed Blake Coleman. You gave Blake Coleman a great deal for you. But it's because you just don't under-evaluate them. You under-evaluate Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is a guy who the Devil fans should be speaking about in 20 years as a guy who, when this team finally turned it around, was one of the reasons why they turned it around. And now, I don't think Kyle Palmieri's there after next Monday. Next Monday's the hockey trade deadline. We'll be here next Monday at 5 o'clock. We'll be here tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We're going to try to get more on a schedule. We're going to do, you know, 7 o'clock on Monday, probably Monday tomorrow about 7. But we'll be here, 6 or 7, probably 6. But we'll be here. We're going to try to do this a little bit more the following week. We'll be in Vegas, or or we'll be talking about the Vegas Knights playing the Golden the Devils because that's where the Devils are. They're on a West Coast swing, and lucky them. So they get to pick up some points because those teams are freaking terrible, except for Vegas that they're playing. But it's dire times. Getting back to. Just to finish up on Houston, which I started talking about earlier. Um, Dusty Baker said yesterday he wants baseball to be more vigilant about players getting thrown at. Here's the problem with baseball. Nobody knows how to do that properly anymore. No pitcher does it right anymore. You don't have to zip somebody in the head. You, you you hit one guy, you hit him in the ass, and you let him know, hey, we didn't think it was cool. You know, it wasn't cool what you did. But, hey, whatever. Okay. We didn't think it was cool. It wasn't right. But here's the thing. You got guys saying they're going to do it. And you got Dusty Baker, who's old school. Right? Comes from a different generation. I think a lot more players knew this was going on than they're letting out. 
Justin Verlander hasn't found hasn't never seen a microphone he doesn't like. So tell me again how he wishes he did more. He doesn't shut up. His wife doesn't shut up. So again, tell me, Justin. Because honestly, I think you did know. And I think you were complicit in it. Because why? You knew about it and didn't say anything. It's just, it, it's, it's like Correa saying, well, Altuve and a couple other guys were the only ones that didn't do it. Okay, that's fine. They didn't do it. All right. So if you're the one kid who doesn't act like an asshole when you have a substitute teacher, if you're the one kid that doesn't act like an asshole with the substitute teacher, what does that mean? That you're the good one? But if you knew about it, like they say Altuve did, well, then he's an ass too. And anybody that was involved in this should be banned for life. But it's not going to happen because the Players Association is powerful now. If Pete Rose was a player, he would have never been suspended for life. But Pete Rose was a manager when they finally found him out. Why? Because the mob tipped him off to him. Pete Rose is a player. Never is banned for life. He bet as a player. He bet as a manager. He bet on baseball. These players, and look, and like I said before, When you have people who don't say anything because they know what's going on, it's because that is where guys are trying to protect the integrity of the game. And you may say, oh, how's that protecting the integrity of the game? Because pitchers know. Why do you think nobody complains unless it's so blatantly obvious, Michael Pineda? that you're using pine tar or uh, doctoring the baseball. Why do teams not complain about that like they used to? Because their pitchers know what's going on. Their pitchers know what's going on. Their pitchers are sitting there saying, don't say anything. Shut up. We got guys doing it too. And you have a guy, Chris Young, who has no reason he's not implicated. Say, hey, that Apple Watch thing started with the Yankees. But everybody's going, well, he's, he's a career journeyman. Those guys have no reason to lie. He has no reason to open his mouth either. He's not in the game anymore. He's not trying to sell a book like Canseco was, and that's why you found out about the steroids. 
Let's not forget why we found out about steroids in baseball. Because Jose Canseco was out of money. He was tired of playing in the independent leagues. He was blackballed from the game. The guy thought he should have had a 35-year NBA or Major League Baseball career. Right? And what is he upset about? He was upset because he wasn't in baseball anymore. He felt he was blackballed. What way to better get yourself blackballed than riding out the whole damn sport? But that's why the whole steroid thing came out, fully came out. Everybody knew what was going on. And if, if people didn't know what was going on, they're naive. Or they're liars. Go back in the archives of the show. 11 years ago, March of 2009. Chad Curtis, on this show, said, you know, when I, I played for the Texas Rangers, everybody in the league knew where to go to get the steroids. There was a box in our own clubhouse. We asked them to fight out. They had no reason to lie. There's no reason. But all these guys knew it. Why though? Why 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 are we at this point? There's going to come a day where the job, where the reporting is actually done and people are going to say, man, all these friggin' Yankees were involved. The Yankees were involved. Beltran did it when he was with the Yankees twice. If you don't think, if you, that's the funniest part of this. So Beltran's the most named player in this whole thing, right? He's the most named player. And he played with the Yankees in 16. And nothing happened. He got to, t- he got to Houston and said, oh, man, let's do this. When Houston wasn't doing it in 16. And then Alex Cora, who knew what was going on in Houston, stood by idly, did nothing. And in London last year, says, man, we got to change our signs up because that Beltran is really good at what he does. And everybody laughed, and nobody knew what he was talking about. And now we find out. But because Alex Cora got named more in the report, his he you can't take what he says with a grain of thought with a grain of salt. Okay. Okay. You keep believing it. You keep believing it. That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's you. That's not me. Because I know there's going to be more coming out in this 
And I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. I can't wait for more to come out. Because when you find out that it was happening everywhere, it didn't have to be banging on garbage cans. Right? The banging on garbage can thing is silly. Okay? It's silly. Right? The whistling. You know, whatever. I don't buy the buzzer thing at all. I mean, unless you have physical proof, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I just, there's no way I could buy this buzzer thing. But, you know, maybe I'm a little naive on that one. But I, I don't see them doing it. I don't buy the stories that are coming out. I don't buy the tattoo thing. I don't buy that his wife doesn't want it. <clears throat> but all these stories are coming out because Yankee fans can't believe they lost. Yankee fans think that is their birthright to win a World Series. They haven't won one in 11 years, and this is what you're getting. And this is all you get for tonight. Thank you for listening to the George Bruce Show on the What's Brewing and Sports Radio Network here on the Mighty Block Talk Radio. We will talk to you later.